You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Max Zeman, and down in Texas, Graham Trainer. Hey, Massey. Yes, sir. I got I got some riddle for you. All right, shoot. What sound <clears throat> what sound does an Aaron Rodgers make after the trade deadline? Why? <laughs> I defy you, start. What? what in the world is this? Dude, I was thinking more of something from like uh, Alien 1. It's so loud. It's so loud that I that the, the audio can't pick it up. What what is that a scene from Star Wars or something? Oh man, no, that was uh 1998's Romeo and Juliet. Um it's when Leonardo DiCaprio finds out Juliet died, and he's gonna and so it's basically Juliet is Devonte Adams at the end when he when he screams Juliet. Hopefully the fans pick that up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's some Romeo and Juliet Leo fans out there. There's no audio there. There was some little bit. It sounded like a screeching mess. Should we should we try it again? <laughs> the uh, no, I was thinking. Well, what's the character in Alien where he's always just saying we're screwed, man, man, Bill game Paxton? over. Bill Paxton's character yeah, in yeah, Alien pa- is oh, what God, I was thinking. S- so good that movie. <laughs> hey man, we're effed. We're effed, man. There's no way we're getting out of this, man. Yeah, that's basically Aaron Rodgers. So this week we had the trade deadline pass. We're at the week, the halfway point of the NFL season. We have huge, huge college matchups. The biggest game in the SEC East in the last 10, 20 years. Big game, traditional game in the SEC West. LSU takes on Alabama in Death Valley. We have a packed show. Packed show. And can I lead with this? Truly is packed. I even wanted to do a uh, an NBA playoff team draft, but I don't think we have time. No, not not time. And but besides, it, we'll NBA doesn't. That. Yeah, the NBA doesn't start until uh, Christmas, and then okay. actually the NFL took that away from them too, which is really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about this, Brian Harson. Unless you were going to bring it up in the huddle, Brian Harson, Auburn's head coach, is finally fired. No. Yeah, yeah, I was not. I was not going to bring him up. He, yeah, he uh, he's took or sorry, Nash took his thunder, but yes continue oh yeah i'll talk about nash a little later but brian harson is out 15 million dollar buyout i'm sure he's pretty Woo! stoked to get out of the cesspool that is auburn that dysfunctional um harvard on the highway cal college that is auburn and <laughs> harvard people, on the highway what? people are talking about Deion sanders and lane kiffin does auburn the auburn they consider themselves some sort of ivy league south is that true no, that's what uh, that's what his Alabama folk call Auburn. Har- Harvard oh, on the highway. Updike gets mad about. Okay. Yeah, you. yeah. It's a little harder to get into Auburn. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I never looked. So, oh. but uh, Brian Harson, like I said, is out. Uh, I want you your take on the potential candidates. The most hot names right now are Deion Sanders and Lane Kiffin. Who do you like to see at Auburn? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. That could be one. He probably does yeah. not want to sit in a mother's living room and recruit anybody. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Drew Drew Brees is kind of boring. He'd be boring living room to sit in. Got a good looking. He's got a good looking wife slash mother. Um, I guess I would prefer Deion Sanders to make the leap. Yeah, because Lane Kiffin's already got a. 
He's already got an SEC podium. He does have an SEC podium, and there's been very few coaches that have like transferred, not transferred, so to speak, but taken a job within the conference. The last person I can think of is Dan Mullen going from Mississippi State to Florida. And other than that, I can't think of anybody. Lane Kiffin, I believe, kind of wants the job at Alabama. And if he takes the job at Auburn, there's no chance, no chance he gets that shot at the uh, Alabama. But oh, I don't, Massey, Matt. I don't. Nick, what did Nick Saban? Who did Nick Saban coach for before the Dolphins? LSU Tigers. Okay. You don't think that could happen? You think it would really that would burn the bridge entirely? I'm not not from a rivalry sake. I just think you go to Auburn and that's where you go to die. Like coaches just go there uh, okay. to absolutely so dry up and die, and you don't want to do that. Yeah, he's successful there. They build a statue for him. And he's has a 14 year contract. So by the time he wants to go to Alabama, he's already in his seventies. Is that what you're saying? Something like that. It, it okay. just seems yeah, like yeah. when you go to I Auburn, hear you. I hear you. there's a there's a stink on you. You just got a stink that no one can get rid of. Also lane can do basically whatever he wants to at Ole Miss short of a class, a felony. I'm sure he can do whatever he wants at Ole Miss somewhere. He could get away with Deshaun Watson or a Doka type behavior, but maybe death, murder. No. Yeah, I think I That's think murder. I think I think covering up uh, some murders might not let <laughs> you be the coach at Ole Miss anymore. Um, but let's get into it. Let's get into the huddle. We have the huddle this week. We're going to go to our college football pick them, and then Graham's got a new segment called uh, the relationships of the NFL. What what yeah, are we calling this? NFL relationship game, NFL dating game, mm-hmm. uh, NFL DTR edition. Okay, I like I like all working of that. title. Working. It's a halfway, yeah. It's a it's a checkpoint halfway point, um, deep dive into the dynamics between quarterbacks, their coaches, and their franchises. All right. Well, let's start with the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you were stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week trainer. Tell me your good news of the week. Oh my goodness, best trade deadline in nfl freaking history yes 12 players on deadline day the most since oh i don't know the 50s i don't know someone ever yeah ever maybe mccaffrey to san francisco that was an older one naeem hines to buffalo bradley chubb to miami roquan smith to baltimore chase clay pulled to chicago tj hawkinson to minnesota uh robert quinn to philadelphia william jackson to pittsburgh Kadarius tony to kansas city jay hampkins to dallas underrated uh, James Robinson to the Jets and Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. Wow. I didn't know he was 29. I thought he was like 24. But Calvin anyway, Ridley's 29? That's a mouthful. Yeah, I, I thought he was much younger than that. How, I thought he's been only been in the league like two or three years. Same. I mean, he's missed two now because of gambling or DraftKings or whatever. But Oh, I, I'll bring this up later. But, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. Calvin Ridley got traded to the Jags after he was suspended by the NFL for gambling on NFL games when he was injured. One bet included that he picked his Falcons to beat the Jags. It's pride. It's, Pete it's, Rose did that. It's beautiful. Yeah, what's the big deal? Except for Pete Rose is playing in those games. <laughs> That's true. He was sitting on a couch with, a, with an injury. So uh, the trade deadline, uh, and Christian McCaffrey could not have made his presence more felt than on Sunday, throwing for a touchdown pass, catching a touchdown pass, and running for a touchdown pass. He fits right in to that offensive system that Shanahan has out there in, West, out, out there in the West. Yeah, only uh, Sweetness, Walter Payton, and Ladanian Tomlinson had done that before as running backs. Or I maybe want- as offensive players. 
I don't, was it running backs only? I don't know. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. Who was the Detroit Jason Lions? Hill's done that. Is Taysom? Sorry, has Taysom Hill done that. I not a joke. Not a joke. Actually. Uh, actually, actually I think so. So maybe it was only running backs. Okay. We'll I think he out. did that against. I think he did that against uh, this year against. Uh, the Hawks, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. The um. I think one of the better trades is Hawkinson from the Detroit to Minnesota, filling that the only gap in the Minnesota's offense that they had was a, a consistent tight end play. They need a quarterback, but I agree. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes, their quarterback still is I Kirk know, Cousins. He is six Weapon, and one. Weapons wise, <clears throat> spreads the field for uh, for Justin. Just what would JJ? Oh, that was the Michigan quarterback he called Justin Jefferson. Yeah, um, Justin Jefferson and um, the Adam Thielen, and mm -hmm. now you have Cook. Obviously, you have massive weapons, four weapons. If Cousins, he's going to be in our DTR edition. Now, obviously, every quarterback is, but he's not having a great year statistically. But the Vikings are having a good year, so it's time to put up or shut up if you're going to add Hawkinson to that. Agreed. All right, my good news of the week, Dan Snyder. Whoa. We never thought we'd see this day coming. Forbes has confirmed that he has reached out to the Bank of America to try to shop his team away. He's going, he's in the market to sell the Washington Commanders. Now, how does that work? I'm maybe we need Troy on the show or a financier, but you you pick a bank to initiate the talking uh, you you just you initiate you get a bank to get your affairs in order financially and I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. The Bank of America is the first step in this process. That's also, that's very funny. It's not like you slap on a for sale by owner sign outside of right, FedEx right. Field or anything. But the, uh, or it's not FedEx Field anymore, is Nobody it? Nobody wants to buy that. Nobody, yeah, yeah, it is FedEx Field. Oh, is it? Well, that might get foreclosed on. Um, <laughs> that, that place is such trash. I think uh, what's funny is that Dan Snyder has saying, oh, I have all this dirt. I have all this dirt. I'm never back down. I never back down. And then he just seemingly collapses and says, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sell the team for north of $5 billion and go on my own private island and sit on a beach earning 20% for the rest of my life. I think that's probably a good move by Dan Snyder just to get away from the world. I feel like some pictures or video or audio came into his office recently and there's uh, there's been a an escalation in evidence against him or something. They uh they predict that the baseline for this team will be five billion dollars. The Broncos sold earlier this year to, for four point six five billion. People are speculating that it's gonna go over six billion with some of the higher numbers at seven billion billion dollars now dan snyder was uh the, at the helm for a toxic work environment environment that included sexual harassment shady shady accounting practices not following roger goodell's demands by being by staying away from day-to-day -day operations and withholding money from other owners with a ticket with home game ticket sales now dan snyder is out but who do you think could possibly Ooh. buy this team who would want to Deion do Sanders? that? Wayne Kiffin? Uh, I don't know. Who wants to buy a team that's quarterbacked by, no offense, Taylor Heineke for $6 billion? Ugh. I mean, I was I was thinking like... Saudi? Oh, the Saudis. Yep. Well, I was thinking A, some some oil tycoon. B, some tech company. Some conglomerate that owns the majority of like random bits Tesla? and parts of franchise. Tesla. Speaking of Tesla, no, Elon, Elon Musk already bought 
Twitter for forty-four million billion dollars, million billion dollars this week. Billion billion, yeah. He so got more money. yeah, he, he might have, money. he might just have seven kicking around somewhere. Oh, and they moved, oh, they moved the Commanders to Austin. Oh, that would hurt. That would hurt the Virginia faithful that love their Commanders. Oh, what's what's also pretty funny is that Jeff Bezos always gets mentioned when it comes to buying teams. So like, eh, well, let's hear from Jeff Bezos, and Jeff Bezos is like, what? What am I going to do with them? <laughs> I'm too big of a nerd to own a franchise. I, I don't know what to do with it. He's going he's gonna to take them and move them to the moon with his cowboy hat. Dude, Jeff Bezos trips over $7 billion going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Oh. Um, I just sent some stuff back from – you know what I did? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and share this on the air. I wore a Halloween costume from Amazon, and I shipped it back and returned it for a refund. <laughs> take that, Bezos. Yeah. Ah. Sticking it to the moon. All right. Let's continue. Give me your critical number of the week, Trainer. Eight million dollars. I don't. I don't know. This is all it costs to buy out Tony Elliott, Virginia Cavaliers head football coach. You're not even going to give Tony Elliott a year. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I got some stats for you, Massey, about his. He's an offensive coordinator coming from Clemson, and dear God, we are atrocious the worst offense. We've um, from this year. These are stats, compliments of fellow. Uh, co-host Dilf, Hunter Carpenter, of the Power Five offenses that exist, we have the worst decline statistically from last year to this year, with pretty much the same team. Oh, besides zero return returners on the offensive line, we had all our wide receivers oh. return. We had tight ends yeah. return. Brendan Armstrong was in the discussion of being a top five quarterback off the board because of mm-hmm. his a big joints and b he's made all the pro style. F- throws under Bronco Mendenhall and now under Tony Elliott he looks completely inept Tony Elliott doesn't seem to know what he has and is not coaching his kids to be successful with the talents that they have he's trying to implement some other offense that doesn't work with the talent that UVA has great and I'll give I'll give you uh, touche touche on the offensive line but I mean 100 I'll just do 123rd out of 131 teams 123rd points per game in the country. I just, I, Yikes. I, I continue to try to turn these games on and just give it, I give, I give it one more shot. I give him one more Saturday, every Saturday. I can't give him one more year. I, I know we're going to have to, cause we're pathetic and we have to like keep him, but it's just, I just wanted to throw it out there. It's fun to talk about, you know, the big fish like Jimbo Fisher and their buyouts. I want to throw Tony Elliott in the mix now. I like that. Also, um, yeah. I think it's worth, worth mentioning again, that Anthony point Dexter said, eh, no. Yeah, rather be co-defensive coordinator at Penn State. Thank you, though. Yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate what you're what you're doing in there. Um, I give Tony Elliott a couple more years. I don't know who he, who he has in the pipeline for recruiting. I didn't pay attention. Oh, did you see this? I don't know if we're gonna make it to the college football pick him with this game, but you see that UNC is only favored by <laughs> seven and a half. Yeah, how is that possible? I would hammer that. I would hammer that. Let's, UNC is gonna do it. Give me, give me UNC by ten and a half, and I'd still take it. Maybe even fourteen. UNC's offense beside behind Drake May, who yeah, May, who knew yeah. that he was going to be good? I didn't. He's electric, and UNC's offense is humming. They're going to destroy the Cavaliers this week. Well, Massey, UNC is is quarterback. You, I mean, you don't remember um, Mitch Trubisky? Oh, who's after Mitch too? Sam Howell. <laughs> I don't even know where Sam Howell is right now. Ooh, he had. He's on. He's got to be on an NFL team. I'll look that up. Yeah. Okay. My critical number: four hundred thirty-four thousand three hundred and ninety-three dollars. Ooh, I was gonna say there. I heard there were four hundred thousand people at F one in Mexico City. 
So that's so awesome about attendance, which I think Mexico city might be where the the commanders move. Nice. What is that money? That is the bi-monthly payment that Chris Bosch has been receiving in installments from the Miami heat since 2017, $868,000 a month. Today, November the 2nd, we are recording on a Wednesday because I got to go to a wedding. Shout out George Oswald. Today, November 2nd, marks the last installment of 120 payments that Bosch has received. Oh, man. That's so mailbox awesome. money. Yeah. Just go into the mailbox, open it up. You're like, you know what? It. What's today? October. It's Nudie Magazine <laughs> Day. And you go to the freaking mailbox and there's 500 grand in your mailbox, I, I mean, four hundred grand in your mailbox. That has to be awesome for Chris Bosh. And it's one of those players he had to retire due to some health concerns. It seemed like he took a the third, a far third role in that big three of Miami Heat between LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. He had a rebound, kick out in Game Six against uh, who? Did they, who were they playing in Game Six when Ray Allen? Yeah, against the Spurs. He had a memorable moment. He has championships. And he, you know what? Seems like a hell of a nice guy. So who oh, yeah. better to receive eight hundred and sixty grand a month than Chris Bosch? Hell of a Texan. Oh, is he? Yeah, I remember he was uh when the Raptors were shopping him, the Mavs came up and I was like, He's going. Oh, he's going to Miami. He's going to Miami. He's going home. All right, give me your stuck on this week, trainer. Sam Howell, by the way. Washington Commanders, third string quarterback. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Poor guy. I stuck on it's the uh, Ime Udoka saga that yeah. came out of nowhere because it didn't. It went from what? What's his name? Um, what's the Auburn guy's name? Bruce Pearl. No, the Brian the Harson. Coach, yeah, Harson firing. I forgot about that because of Nash's firing. Nash's firing didn't even last eight hours before Udoka is going to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. Are we sure? I've heard that that it's that's uh, unconfirmed. Really? It was I mean there's Woj bombs as they say oh, in the ESPN world. Well, if I mean, Woj it's, says it's, it. It's, it's everywhere, man. Like he's going to take this hellscape of a job, but I mean, I guess it's better than being on the suspension with the Celtics like but are you allowed to go to the Celtics uh court? Are you allowed at a Celtics home game? <laughs> That's a very that's a, honestly that's a very good point. I didn't I didn't think that he broke off his relationship with the Celtics. Would this be a clean break or is this kind of like I, European soccer where they give players on loans ooh. for a couple of million dollars? Will this will the Nets be, be like, hey, we'll pay you uh five million to have uh Emu on the sidelines and you can have him back at the end of the year? It's it's a great question. It's a great question. But I mean, I feel bad for Nash. He ended up being thirty games over five hundred playing with just a disaster of a team. Um, the big three, <laughs> speaking of big threes, with Fat Harden and anti-Semitic Kyrie and crazy uh, Kevin, they got 16 games out of them as a as a threesome. Yeah. And then he had to inherit Ben Simmons. So I feel like everything will work out in the long run for Nash. I feel like he, he showed some poise in yes. that role. Yes. And I feel like Udoka, I mean – yeah, I guess it's you don't want to wait out a year and potentially the interim coach, I don't know who it is for the Celtics, does a really good job and they say bye-bye. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's complicated. I don't know how it's going to work. The Celtics look very good. They've beefed up their second uh, yeah. second uh, lineup with Malcolm Brogdon. Um, 
Steve Nash was my goat of the week. So let's go ahead and dive into Steve Nash a little more because I wasn't calling him the goat of the week. I was calling him the scapegoat of the week because after a two and five start with the Nets, they departed with Steve Nash two weeks into his third season. Now he has a five-year contract worth $45 million guaranteed. So they're going to pay him that money. So much money. I bet you he is so stoked. I mean, he had, like you said, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, James Harden just for a little bit. Ben Simmons has struggled on his own. KD hasn't seen the court due to injury. Kyrie is a whole saga on himself. He's like the elders of Zion preaching about the elders of Zion right now. And you're like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Keep your mouth shut. I mean, he should be like Elvis. Remember when Elvis, they were asking Elvis like about foreign affairs and he's all like hopped up on Quaaludes. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to speak about foreign affairs because it's none of my business. I'm just an entertainer. I mean, that was, that was like fat bloated dying Elvis in Vegas, right? Though That wasn't like, really. that wasn't early sincere, like endearing Elvis. So Steve Nash coached 161 games. Remember, that was during a COVID year, so that was during a shortened season. He had 83 different starting lineups. 43 of those occurred last season. I mean, he had – yeah. There's, 80, there's 82 games in NBA season. That's insane. Yeah, so he – he every other game, he had a different <laughs> starting lineup. I mean, he just dealt, he dealt with so much, and I just – with that amount of talent, he should have done more, but he was – one Kevin Durant three-pointer that his big toe was on the line from beating the Bucks mm. in game seven when Milwaukee went on to win the championship that year. So there yep. was there's just so much there, and I think Steve Nash will land on his feet wherever he goes. Or yeah, if maybe he, he can decides. Go, he and he and he and uh, uh Dirk or best buds, maybe he can go sit and hang out with Dirk and Cubes at uh Mavs games, just be a cheerleader with his mailbox money. My like pr- that idea. Yeah, my prediction is that he will commentate, he will be on the panel of the World Cup US uh US Ooh. coverage. Yeah, soccer guy. Yeah, big soccer guy. All right. That was my goat, my stuck on we talked about with uh Calvin Calvin Ridley. So to the Jags, I thought that was a funny moment in history. So give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. There needs to be accountability. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. A variety, a variety of things, either into Calvin Ridley or into Deshaun Watson or into Jimbo Fisher's inability to coach uh, a highly talented team and to update his offense. Uh, Dan Snyder, Goodell talking about Dan Snyder. Uh, Everybody's guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, who, else, who else we got? This is Massey before the show speaking about the uh, college football pick'em committee about Alabama being number six. Just kidding. This is Jim Harbaugh talking about the tunnel incident between Michigan and Michigan State. Don't know if you saw that. I saw this, wild. and this was funny because he mentioned uh, um, Sean, not Sean Clifford, uh, Penn State's head coach, who I cannot ever James remember. James Franklin. James Franklin, thank you. Because James Franklin said something about how the, the tunnel was – a hostile place and something else happened in the beginning of the year. It seems like they the have Michi- one tunnel for both teams or something. Yeah. It seems like the Michigan yeah. with all their boosters could probably get another tunnel. Yeah. It's one of the big t- 10 biggest stadiums in the country. Yeah. If not the f- top three, I think, I think it's Penn state, yeah. uh, the big house, Knoxville. Some of, I can't, I can't, but we went over. Yeah. We, we went over this Ohio state, but the, fact that, the, but the Hammer? fact that the Michigan State players were showing aggression towards a, a Michigan guy swinging helmets at him stuff, I was like, you just had 60 minutes 
to show your aggression on a football field where it's sanctioned and you chose the tunnel after the game after you had the floor wiped up with you? Like you had you had, a, you, had a, you had your chance and you blew it. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like when UFC fighters like go and fight people in the crowd. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just beat the snot out of someone. Why are you going to go beat the snot out of more people? I don't understand. I know. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Wasn't a good look. Not a good look. I, and like, I, I mean, I'm sure it always lands with college kids. It's always going to land on the coach. The, I forgot the coach's name. He got a big contract last year after Michigan state. Mel Tucker. Yeah. There you go. Um, thanks for the assist. He, yeah, was, I mean, they were ranked top 10 to start the season, top 12 Michigan state was and yeah. they just been a bottom has dropped out. And it's one of those things where like, where we're starting to get police involved. You know how Devontae Adams pushed the cameraman when he crossed his path. There was some other charge. Oh, the, uh, the activist was charging the Rams linebacker for getting tackled. It's kind of like in Bobby my Wagner. mind, it's kind of like, you don't need to get police involved. What happens in and around the football field, although it was straight up assault. I mean, it was Adam Scheffner assault. So it's it's an odd it's an odd place, but swinging that helmet around, it, he looked just brutally brutal brutalized, like brutally attacked by fifteen Michigan State players. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, last time did Miles Garrett never got remember Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph the, the helmet swinging yes incident that never really yeah that that stuff just doesn't it doesn't doesn't need to be in a court of law. Exactly. And and Miles Garrett is an alpha male that is completely controlled his emotions his entire career besides he cannot control his accelerator pedal. But um he has been able to control his emotions on a football field and I think Mason Rudolph said something he should not have said. Otherwise, why in the heck yeah. would Miles Garrett lose his cool like that? That's true. Miles Miles Garrett had a great Monday. All that I watched Monday night football because it was Halloween. Wanted to see all the weird Cleveland Browns fans um Halloween costumes they show Miles Garrett's front yard where he puts out like dead quarterbacks from the league that he sacks and Joe Burrow had an you know he just they, they got to Burrow all day yeah and yeah anyway Miles Garrett had a great Halloween Joe Burrow has not beaten the Browns by the way he's 0-4 oh good stat good good stat just throwing that out there my quote of the week um I think the biggest thing is it's amazing what you can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit that is Tyler Lockett post game Sunday after beating the Giants. Now the media has taken that as a shot across the bow at Russell Wilson, and yep. we're all we all kind of us us in the media, us Big J journalists, we like to make those connections. But doesn't it seem kind of like that? Like no, who else could he possibly be talking about? Or is it just one of those fundamental things where there hasn't been a coaching change? It's one of those fundamental things where he's like, yeah. You know, people are unselfish on this team, and that's nice. Everyone's playing their role, and that's nice. No, it's true. I mean, that definitely – that team went from the Legion of Boom. They beat the hell out of the Broncos, and then it became the Russell Wilson team. Yep. And after that, for the next, like, five years until this – until he got traded to the Broncos. I mean, everybody uh, – Justin Tucker is making fun of Russell Wilson on the plane. I mean, it's just – it's awesome. Russell Wilson's getting – it's definitely aimed at him, for sure. Yeah. Cannonball. Agreed. All right. Give me your goat of the week, trainer. Uh, mine was Mr. Danny Snyder. I, Mr. Snyder. That was one of his other uh, offenses was he makes other owners, his colleagues, call him Mr. Snyder. So, Mr. Snyder, we've already covered you. Uh, go to the week. <laughs> How – at what point of money do you have to have not to become, like, self-conscious about what people think about you and how they address you? 
Isn't there a certain point where you're just like, yeah, whatever. He called me like, I don't know, some obscene thing. And I would, I would just, if I was that rich and someone's like, I think you're a jerk. I'd be like, yeah, well, all right. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to continue about my day being super mega rich and you can just pound sand. That sounds like Jerry Jones. Love it. Yeah. I think I might be a, I think I might be, I have the same attitude as Jerry Jones, maybe not the same behavioral habits, but yeah, but the same general outlook and be like, you can't tell me what to do, dude. All right, on my goat of the week, we covered it with Steve Nash. Let's get to our college football pick'em. There has never been a bigger SEC weekend than this weekend. We have number six Alabama traveling down to Baton Rouge to take on oh. the Tigers. Brian Kelly is at, currently got his LSU team Ew. to number ten. They are oh, what is their record? They're six and two with a loss to FSU in Week One and a loss to number one Tennessee. Alabama only loss coming against Tennessee. In Knoxville, where they threw the field goal post in the river, conspiracy theory is the Ooh. field goal. The field goals weren't wide enough, so the students were smart enough. They weren't regulation size, oh. so the students were smart enough to go down there and tear down the goal post and throw them in the river, so no one could measure them after the game. Wait, did they were the was the goal post that the is is the Alabama kicker still alive and well? Did we have we still figured that out? Did did they only sure. tear down the one that he was kicking into? No, case. they got them both. They 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 okay. covered all their tracks and got them both. Okay, got it. Um, so Alabama is favored by thirteen. You know what we should do before we cover this game? Let us backtrack a little bit. We should go off the first college football rankings got released. The playoff standings got released on Tuesday. Let's go. Look, should we should we go down the top ten and see what we got here, trainer? Yeah, we got number ten and number six right here. Go for it. All right, we have Tennessee at 8-0, followed by Ohio State, 8-0, Georgia, 8-0, Clemson, 8-0. On the road this week against Notre Dame. Michigan, 8-0. They have only looked better and better. I thought they were frauds. They have seemed to got over that fraudulent hump. Bama at number 6, 7-1. Your Horn Frogs, TCU, 8-0 at number 7. Number 8, Oregon, 7-1. Only loss in week one against Georgia. They are quietly putting together themselves a college play playoff run in the Pac-12. Number nine, USC, right behind Oregon. They will play each other. Their only loss is on the road at Utah. And LSU, 6-2. and two. Like I said, lost to FSU in Tennessee. And let's go, let's go through 11-15. through 15. Ole Miss, UCLA, Kansas State, Utah, Penn State. And just, at, just lurking around there in the Big Ten West is Illinois with a perfect 8-0 record and the best defense in the country. Best best win in the country on the year? Is Tennessee's win against Alabama better or Illinois' win against Virginia? Well, the powerhouse that is Virginia that we mentioned earlier, that, mm -hmm. is, that, is, a good, that is a good point. The, the, the game of the year so far, it has to be Tennessee beating Alabama. That was the game of the year. It might be the game of the, the next five or ten years. It was such an electric game. All right, let's go back. To Alabama at Baton Rouge, at LSU in Baton Rouge, Bama favored by 13 points. What say you, trainer? Tennessee beat, Tennessee destroyed LSU at Baton Rouge, right? Yes, at an early game, all the Baton Rouge faithful said, "Well, the game oh, started. Right. The game started at 11. There was nothing we could do." It's like, yeah, you could. You could just keep. You could just keep going. You could wake up and keep going. Alabama's coming off a bye week or as an idle week, as yes. they say in the college football world. Oh, man. If it is at night, I know it's scary when the sun goes down in Death Valley. Death Valley 2.0, by the way. Um, 
ACC owns the real Death Valley, mm-hmm. Clemson. I'll probably go with I'll pro- I'm just going to pick yeah, we'll do up against opponents. I'll go with Alabama to cover because they played a close game at Tennessee. Tennessee went to LSU and just wreaked havoc. Okay, I'm going to go against you. I think Alabama will win. I think LSU will uh, my official pick is LSU covered. They're official on okay. offense. Brian Kelly has has had their team executing well. Um Bama has just played a lot of close games. I don't know whether it's them playing down to their opponents or their opponents getting up to play Alabama every single week. They are coming off that bye week loss to Tennessee. But here's a stat. Bama has only lost five games in Death Valley since 1958. Two of those were against Nick Saban. Ooh. So the other three were 1969, 2010, and 2006. Saban's first season with the Tide. Now, that being okay. said, I went and looked at all the uh, at the history of it, and they lost to LSU in Birmingham, and they've lost to LSU in Mobile, and they've lost to LSU at other random places on the map. So we are we are a stats based podcast, but it is worth noting that uh, the stats are a little skewed. But Alabama does have success in Baton Rouge. I think they win this game. I think it's closer than the thirteen points given yeah. to Alabama. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, LSU, I'm sure the the um, margin of victory in these games is probably, like, in history, six points either way. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Bryce Young's healthy, which I, I have not heard anything, any recent updates, I'm just going to – I'll stick with Alabama. All right. Let's go to the 130 – or, excuse me, the 330 CBS game between number one, Tennessee, who is red hot behind Hidden Hooker, to, and number three, Georgia, who boasts the fourth best defense in the country. Georgia is favored by eight. That seems like too many points to me. What say you, trainer? It is a lot of points. Um, my brother, who promised to come on the next show or the show after that, he had to take his kids to Chick-fil-A and be a, be a dad and stuff. He wants me to say he thinks Georgia will cover. I'm going to counter him, and I'm going to say Tennessee will cover the eight points on the road. Yes, Tennessee absolutely covers this game. If Georgia gets into a shootout, this game is over. That leads towards Hendon Hooker. They have to control the clock. I got a hot take that if Georgia rushes over 200 yards, they will they will win. Now, UGA has two tight ends in Brock Bauer and Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington wears number zero. He is six foot eight, 280 pounds. They call him Agent Zero. The only way that Georgia <laughs> loses this game is somehow they shut down their two tight ends, which are just mismatches all over the field. Safeties, linebackers, cornerbacks, no one can cover them. I think they're going to be more better utilized in the running game. And Stetson Bennett cannot, cannot have a dumb turnover. I think Tennessee, yeah, I think Tennessee will score every time they touch the ball, less like two possessions and George is going to have to control the clock and the game. Yeah, I think this will be – I don't know when the last time Tennessee won at Georgia, but I think this will. This is going to happen. Yeah, and their defense, they're going to have to get – they're going to have to get home with three or four linemen or disguise the blitz well. Um, I, that Missouri game, I still think about that Georgia-Missouri game, and it, it that scares me when it comes to Georgia. So, Oh, here's, here's, a, uh, here's a fun fact. Did you know Hendon Hooker is 24 years old and Stetson Bennett is 25 years old? Oh, is this, this – that's an old – that's a – what is that? That's almost combined 50 years old in quarterback years. Yeah, 49 years old. Now, there are 15 NFL QBs that are 25 or younger. 
<laughs> Most of note, Lamar Jackson, 25. Joe Burrow, 25. Uh, Josh Allen is only 26. They feel like they've been in the league forever. Lamar Jackson has won a league MVP. Josh yeah. Allen has gone to the a uh, AFC Championship. Joe Burrow has been to a Super Bowl. Like there is, it just goes on and on and on about these accolades. Um, I wish I had the list right in front of me, but there's so many more. Some of the rookies don't really count, but you get what I'm saying. These are two veteran quarterbacks going against each other, and it's going to be highlights, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Next game. I don't know what you had. The next top 25 matchup, number 24, Texas, goes on the road to number 13, Kansas State. Texas is favored by two and a half. And I'll go ahead and get in front of this. I think Kansas State not only covers, but wins this game. Ooh. All right. Um, They're so hot right now. They blanked Oklahoma State I, and Mike Gundy off of what? Did they have a double overtime loss against TCU? Came back and laid a goose egg against Kansas State. I think Texas, with Quinn Ewers, has something going. But two and a half points at Kansas State, they have their whole schedule in front of them. They could possibly eke out a Big 12 championship if they if they uh, went out. They're going to have to have some help. But part of me start, is starting to believe in this Kansas State team that I picked early, early yeah, you did. in the season. Yeah, I'm going to go um, Kansas State because of, yeah, Oklahoma State beat Texas. I was I like to go with, I know, I don't know, this stuff doesn't really matter, but Oklahoma State beat Texas. Kansas State, I'm embarrassed I picked Oklahoma State last week. I'm glad I dropped them a couple weeks ago in our, our pick them. But, um, yeah, I, I like Kansas State at home. Brother Chris likes Texas, so countering countering the brother there again. All right, here's something that's very interesting. Number four, Clemson. At 8-0, is going traveling to South Bend. Notre Dame is 5-3. Notre Dame has lost to Ohio State, respectively. Marshall, mm -hmm. gross. Stanford, <laughs> gross. They have beaten Syracuse out of the other ACC opponents they Frauds. have played. They have beaten the fraudulent Syracuse 41-24. And UNC, which is an offensive juggernaut, they can't play defense to save their life, 45-32. They have a better offense than Clemson. Clemson is favored by three and a half. I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover. Oh, who's quarterback in this game for Clemson? Did Uga, DJ. Uga Laga, DJ. DJ's back? That's that's Dabo Sweeney has called DJ his man. Even after Cade Cunningham came for him and beat Syracuse, DJ was yeah. throwing picks all over the field. I, I think that they just don't – they just – Clemson – is going to be just flat. I don't. I don't know how else to describe that. I feel like the ACC, obviously as a whole, probably doesn't deserve to be in the college football playoff this year. Agreed. They started out. God, they had so many teams in the top fifteen at one point, and everything looked so so promising. I Notre Dame has Notre Dame turned a corner. Um, yeah, I guess I don't. Brian Kelly's not the coach anymore. I guess I'm going to pick Notre Dame to cover at home. Are you just picking what I'm picking? All right, I'll pick Clemson. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't have to. All right. All right. I'll pick I'll pick Clemson. I'll pick Clemson. Another top 25 matchup. Wake Forest is favored by three and a half going on the road to number 22 NC State. Now, this is the consolation of the second or third best team in the ACC. Um, yeah. Wake uh, NC State is still without Devin Leary. 
He has season-ending shoulder surgery, I believe. Sam Hartman last week got absolutely destroyed by Louisville. He had six turnovers. I think Ugh. Wake Forest bounces back against a helpless NC State offense that barely beat Virginia Tech last Virginia Tech last week. Wake Forest lays the points, that three and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Clemson, but I, I have to agree with you on this one. I, I'm not. I can't. I can't jump on NC State's wagon again. No, no, they're like the Colts. Like the Indianapolis Colts, I'm not picking NC State (laughs) anymore. (laughs) I can't can't do it. All right. Let's get to your segment here, the DTR of the NFL segment, unless you have another college football game you'd like to cover. No, I think think we got through the good ones. Okay, let's let's talk NFL. Now, I'm going to put my notes to the side here, so I want to hear what you got about the halfway point of our NFL season. The halfway point. I've got the I've got the categories: the newlyweds, the engaged, dating. It's complicated. I want a divorce. Almost deads. See what I did there, Jackson? Shout out, newlyweds, almost deads. Yeah, uh, oh, there you go. It's that it's that yeah. time of the year. Newlyweds and almost deads are all all over the place. And by all over the place, there's probably fifty of them in town. Yeah, and the straight up dirt nap. It's funeral time. Uh, starting out with the newlyweds. These are relationships that are in the, I don't know. Yeah. We've gone to playoff games together. We're, we're being successful or we're just young and we, and we're going to like hitch our wagon to this quarterback. I got Josh Allen with the bills and McDermott. You agree with that? Mahomes with the chiefs and Andy Reid. Yes. Lamar Jackson, Ravens and Harbaugh. Why, why does Lamar Jackson on the Ravens? I can, I can't see him playing it on any other franchise. I can't either. I don't think it would ever happen. He looks good in that black and purple. I, I just don't know. I just see him as a Raven for life. Yeah, and they and they completely changed their entire offense around picking him in the late first round, early second round, and they've you know they they I don't see them ever moving away from him. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so we're we're there. Uh, Burrow with the Bengals and Zach Taylor. Just this one's tough. Justin Herbert with the Chargers and Brandon Staley. Now I don't think the Chargers are going to move away from Herbert. They might move away from Brandon Staley as a coach. So agreed. I don't understand. A, I don't understand why the Chargers are still the Chargers with Herbert. So you think they're, is that more of an engaged or you think that's a newlywed? I don't think they're even engaged. I think, I think this is dating. They're, they're dating, but uh, one, one side of the relationship might've taken a job a couple of States away and they don't really (laughs) know what stage they're in. Like maybe they had talked about getting married, but there's a financial opportunity. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. they're, they started dating in New York and one person gets a job in San Francisco. They're like, well, there'll be a red eye back and forth. They they're leaving, they're leaving it uh, undetermined where their future is going because they're right now they're on rocky terms. I don't think they're newlyweds. Okay. I don't think they're engaged. I think they're seriously dating, and there's been a wrench thrown in the system. I, li- I like this counter. I, li- I think this is good. I think Brandon Staley could be considered like the tr- the troubled. Um, I don't know. Like he's the brother-in-law that you don't know if. Uh, I mean, the the Chargers are going to stick with Justin Herbert because the quarterback usually wins in these situations. Of course, yeah. But I think Brandon Staley obviously brings down Justin Herbert's progression. So I think this is that's a good point. Um, last newly what I have, and I hate to say this, and you know, eight weeks ago I, I was doing tank for Sean Payton, but I think I just have to come to terms with Dak and Fat Mike and the Cowboys are they're married. Newly wed. And you know what's gonna really help is that they're gonna they're a little bit troubled because Mike McCarthy's a dumb dumb. Yep. But Dallas is so talented that they're just gonna have a baby in order to fix the relationship. Well said. Yeah, they're gonna, they're, they're just gonna go ahead and stay together for the kids because they don't know what else to do. They they have no way to break it off. They have this uh they have this anchor baby and they don't know what's going on. 
and his name is Tony Pollard or Micah Parsons? Uh, well, Micah Parsons is an absolute stud. Tony Pollard, stud child. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's that's the baby keeping them together, and so is Tony Pollard. And they're they're kind of looking at Zeke, being like, "Well, our our third our third born here is really a pain in the butt. I don't know what to do about this." And that's where ugly you're gonna duckling. Yeah. yeah, Zeke Zeke is the overpaid ugly duckling in that uh, in that relationship. <laughs> Engaged here, uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and Nick Sirianni. Um, well, at this point, it, Jalen Hurts has made an absolute jump in his development as a quarterback. It helps that he has a po- clean pocket majority of the time. And A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, what other weapons am I just can't list off the top Dallas, of my head? Dallas Goddard and uh, Miles Sanders. Yeah, those are absolute studs. Now, their relationship is built on something rock solid, a great foundation. And you said you said they were engaged? They're engaged. I, have the Eagles gotten down on one knee? Jalen yet that's the only thing is are they dating I felt like they did that when they drafted Jalen Hurts and they sat him behind uh was it Carson Wentz for a little bit yeah and even when Jalen Hurts struggled they started to make the things happen by adjusting to him and his ability to run and now that they have healthy running backs they don't have to rely on his legs as much the kid bent not benches the kid squats 900 pounds so I think I think they're engaged. I think they're ready to give the bag to Jalen Hurts. Love it. Uh, this one you may not agree with, and I'm 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 on the fence. Derek Carr and the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is is a loser. He won six <laughs> games as a head coach. Uh, he went on a six Look at game Saints streak. Fan. Look at the Saints fan coming off of shellacking. <laughs> and. What made Josh McDaniels so so successful at Denver is because they were actively stealing plays and videotaping other teams' practices. And, like, he is a cheater through and through, a Bill Belichick disciple <laughs> that really thrived on having more information than the next guy. They're not mm-hmm. engaged. One of okay. them – this is – one of them drinks too much. Ooh, um, it's complicated? Yeah, it, it might be. It's complicated. Okay. Am I really going to commit to the guy that goes to a my friend's – my best friend's wedding and embarrasses himself at the open bar – that is Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm all bought in on that. Um, next, last engaged, question mark. Again, maybe dating only now. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and Peterson. Just because Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be the next Andrew Luck prospect-wise as a first-rounder, first overall pick. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence has gotten a lot of Lee or what am I trying to say, slack. Because they he got Ridley Urban now. Myers. So ne- yeah. Next year, it's like we're engaged to be married next year if – uh, maybe we break off the engagement. It's a long-term engagement because if by the end of 2023, you and Ridley, you haven't been good with Ridley, we're done or we're dating again, or it's, it's, it's Rocky. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence makes some dumb, dumb throws that get turned into interceptions. He's in his first year under, he's another might as well be his second rookie year under another coach. Right. And the Jacksonville just tends to Jacksonville. I mean, this is, this is a relationship based on uh, some internet flirtation. Um, they match yeah, the together Jags, on the Bumble. Jags franchise, the Jags franchise is like kind of a, they smoke a lot of weed. They play video games as a husband and Trevor Lawrence doesn't deserve it. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. And everything yeah. is, everything is kind of service surface <laughs> level. It's kind of based on a physical relationship because Trevor Lawrence, a is good looking. It promised the future. Yeah, yeah. It's it on paper. It looks good a little bit, but the Jacksonville, Everybody knows that Jacksonville is full of it, and they're not going to be able to keep their darling. <laughs> All right. I'm going to bump them down to dating. All right. In the dating right. category, 
Uh, Justin Fields and the Bears and Matt Eberflus. I think that's how you say his name. Justin Fields. Um, they just recently figured out that he can run, and he's yeah, really he's good. good. At, he's he's Not really bad. good at running. They got Chase Claypool for him. Um, I actually saw some of his Ohio State highlights, and he has a freaking cannon. I hope Chase mm-hmm. Jay, uh, Claypool can run fast enough to get underneath some of those balls if they if they're sure. able to lengthen the field a little bit. But with the Bears, it's never more than than a rocky relationship. Yeah. They met at a bar. Everything was hot and heavy to begin with. They were super stoked. And Justin Fields is the catch, and and the Chicago Bears are the bar fly that that scooped him up one night, and they're going to have a hot and heavy relationship for a couple months, and then it's going to break off. Zach Wilson, this is kind of the opposite. I mean, the Jets are a terrible franchise like the Jags, but it's the opposite of Lawrence. Zach Wilson was picked after Lawrence, directly after him in the draft. Zach Wilson and the Jets, are they dating? Well, they've had success this season, but some of those wins were without Zach Wilson, and the yeah. other, the Patriots Flacco. make him yeah. Grandpa Flacco. The Patriots made him look like an absolute, like he was seeing ghosts or something. Um, they need some therapy, but I think they'll be able to make their way through. They're, they're going to have him for more okay. than, let's say, let's have him more than two or three years. They'll get through some. They'll go to some couples counseling. Some other hot commodity when they eventually bottom out will come up through college and they'll quiet quit on each other and the Jets will pick up another QB in the 2026 draft. Love it. Uh, Tua and the Dolphins. I didn't put them in engaged because there's been so much smoke when it comes to trade. Not this year, obviously, because he's playing well and he's had the concussion and the controversy, but I feel like they're dating still. They are. They are dating, and they're on the good side of some sort of relationship problem that they worked through. They both matured the the. Well, I mean, you got to look at the Miami's owner, who's been uh, can't even go oh, in the okay. building right now because he was tampering so much with Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so there that problem of like head coach and um head coach and quarterback that relationship strong they've been through something together although it's mm-hmm. mike mcdaniel's yeah. first year but they've been through something together they've gone through some rocky things they've stuck by one another and now they're stronger because of it and in the future they're going to be engaged god i think you know every single relationship situation mass you're doing really well with this i love this I've um been through some kenny pickett and the steelers they just got to third base together and they're like we're dating right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the late at night conversation after uh, a little handsiness that they're like, and someone brings up. So uh, what are we? That is that is the Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Sumlin and Kenny Pickett's relationship right now. They're like, so what do you want to do? Because everybody knows the Steelers will not fire a head coach. I think we've landed on the moon, and I think there's been three Steelers head coaches since then. So Mike, Mike Tomlin, but the, his twin, Kevin Sumlin. Yes. Do I keep saying Kevin Sumlin? I thought I got that (laughs) right this time. I swear I do this every single time. Mike Tomlin, excuse (laughs) me. I'm embarrassed. This is the umpteenth time I've done that. Uh, Danny dimes and Brian Dayball since the giants are successful. Should this be, it's complicated because I think if a hotter babe walks by the giants and Dayball and the draft and they have the right pick, they're moving on pretty quick. I think so as well. Right now, they're utilizing Daniel Jones' legs and putting him out in space a little bit, and he has taken some hits. They know that Daniel Jones won't be around for a while. This is might be like a high school relationship, 
uh, going into college. Everybody knows they're going their separate ways when they graduate, but for now, they're still a couple. Geno Smith dating in his elder years. He's an older Twilight guy just dating with the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Yeah. Resurgent year at the age of 32, 2030? 32, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some some yeah. older some older NFC souls West. that have found each other, you know, maybe maybe they haven't oh, really been old, successful. Yeah, guys. yeah, haven't been successful in the dating pool. It's start, they're starting to get up there in age, and they're like, you know what? We get yeah. along. Why don't we hitch our wagons together? Yeah, Gum Chewer is like the oldest coach in the league, and Geno's like the oldest new good quarterback. Um, it's complicated. Deshaun Watson, the Browns. Do I need to say more? No, no, no. <laughs> they're married to you each mean- other because of a financial because because somebody's dad's rich. Jimmy G and the 49ers. This one's tough. The, I don't even know where to start there. They're going to they're he's the oh, highest man. paid back. He's the highest paid backup in the league. Who knows what what they're thinking. Trey Lance, has he really played that much football in the last 4 years? No. He's yeah. played as much as Ben Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Uh Mac Jones and the Pats. I feel like it's complicated a little bit right now. It is not, complicated cuz Zappy not the dating dating before the season, things went a little south. Yeah, Zappy um this is a relationship in college where y'all went each other separate ways in the summertime, but kept a, were still dating, despite mm-hmm. once somebody had a very high end, uh, intense internship where they weren't able to talk a lot with a significant other. All of a sudden, Zappy comes in. He's kind of been the guy that you flirted with the idea of dating, and then we're getting into the fall, and it turns out that Mac Mac Jones isn't the guy, and maybe you're gonna give Zappy Zappy a chance. And break it off because Mac Jones has had that uh, time apart from one another. Davis Mills and the Texans. I feel like if a hotter girl, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Hooker um, walk by, he's a placeholder. He's a placeholder. He's moving on. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Are they dating? They're dating, but everybody knows okay. who's. Everybody knows that there's that's that relationship is lopsided. Everybody knows that the Vikings are way sexier than Kirk, Kirk Cousins and. That's- and yeah. it's it, but Kirk Cousins is a nice guy, and oh, but yeah. in reality, it's it's like get rid of that zero and get with a hero. They need yeah they need somebody kind of kind of sexy and raw like Taylor Heineke. You know, yeah, somebody yeah. Uh, Kyler bad and the Cardinals. Bad, bad boy. Done. With tats, with tattoos. Kingsbury Not will lose. Kingsbury will lose his job. Kyler Murray will lose his when the new head coach comes in. Ru- Russ and the Broncos. It's complicated. Yeah, yeah. They they accidentally paid him too much money. All right, I want a divorce. Jared Goff and the Lions. You can't, you can't fault Jared Goff for the Lions' struggles. They have, they have so much going offensively. They cannot get it together to save their lives. Um, yeah, one Jared Goff just figured out, found out that his dad has been embezzling money from his company and is going to white collar prison. This is my only duo husband situation: Jameis and Andy in the Saints. That that is an open relationship, you know. <laughs> That that's one of those that you're like, yeah, it's complicated that you don't know who who is swinging and who's what, but that is that's an open relationship. Uh, Tannehill and the Titans is Malik Willis. I mean, is Tannehill really hurt? Do they want Malik Willis to start, you know, being the guy? Mm. Yeah, mm. they do. Or, Tannehill can't can't pass. Horse court. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, the two at UX uh, XFL guys, Taylor Heineke and PJ Walker, uh, Commanders and Panthers. Um, it's a, those are those two are summertime flings. <laughs> that you know you know it's going to end in August, but right now you might as well enjoy the ride. All right, we're almost done. Almost dead. It's Tom Brady and the Bucks, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. 
Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers has signed a huge deal, so he's going to be on the Packers payroll for a while. Tom Brady, it just the man, the man has everything going for him. He's got the resume. He's got everything. He just didn't know when to quit. And dirt naps. Finally, we, we buried them this season, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz. Yeah, it was good. It was nice to see you, but you got to go. Will the latter two, not Ryan, will they be backups in the league? Like Sam Darnold, I didn't bury him yet. I could see him being a lifelong backup. I Do you think Baker No, can- I don't think Baker does well in a backup okay. role. And I think Wentz, Wentz is toast. And, and Matt Ryan is going gonna, is gonna to gracefully retire. Love it. That's it. That's Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed any of this, download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. We air on KHOL Fridays from 2 to 3. Please catch us then. If not, download the podcast. Thanks again to Trainer. I'm your host, Massey Zeman. All right, guys, that's it, and that's all.